Alright, I need to find where is the microphone on this thing so we can figure out where to talk but to make it sound good. All of them, you're not going to remember what, which side you were on when you were saying it. Dang it. Okay, I'll try it again. Okay. <laughs> this is the top of the iPad. This is the side of the iPad. This is the bottom of the iPad. <laughs> Welcome back to Bearfin's Voice Podcast. It has been um a hot minute. Goodness. It's been almost six months. It's been a while. And we have a lot of reasons why it took us so long. <laughs> Among them was um we're switching platforms and yeah. you know that takes a while to figure out. Um there was no procrastination or laziness. Not at all. Whatsoever. Even though it was a very, very busy summer. Yes. And start to the semester. That Okay, the semester thing is actually true. I mean, the summer thing was true, too. It was very busy. Yeah. But not necessarily too busy. But, I mean, after you get off work, you know, especially when you have a computer that's miserable, you're not really in the mood to do something like that. Mm -hmm. So, But we're back. Um, yeah, we had sort of Don Rags this week, or today, actually. That was a weird experience. I didn't actually go see like any professors, but... A hallway filled with students just waiting, and waiting, and waiting to be called to come in. Mm. Wow. Oh, so this is what I wanted to tell you, so... Um, I made 183 flashcards for Latin this morning using Anki, and after I finished that and went through them a couple times and got a failing grade every time, <laughs> um, I started reading the Aeneid, mm -hmm. and I kept coming across words that I didn't know, so I would look up the words, but then I made flashcards for those words, too, since, like, it was already there. And nice. so now, like, every week or something, I can just go through the flashcards and hopefully add words to my vocabulary. Nice. And then I can sound smarter than I am. Well, no, if you know what the words mean, you are that smart. Well, yeah, but I think if someone knows a really cool word... It gives the impression that their intelligence goes beyond that word. Like, it's not knowing the word that oh. makes them smart. It's like, they're smart because... Or they know the word because they're smart. They're not smart because they know the word. Yeah. So if you do it backwards, like... I mean, you're obviously not more dumb by knowing fancy words. But as you long can as you know seem how to use them. like a jack wagon if you use a bunch of fancy words and you don't know what they mean. Yeah, no one wants to hear your eloquence in speech all the time okay yeah copious eloquence in speech yeah that would just be superfluous come oh, yes. on dude i would just like to point out that i'm yet again eating Mm-hmm. while starting a podcast <laughs> it just happens we always have like that like little bit of time in between oh i can get a snack <laughs> mm. would you like to slurp for us thank mm. you 
Welcome back, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have a quad today that comes from... Um, he signed as the Ruinous Worm. Oh. Um, and... Right now we're recording on my new iPad. I don't want to close the app because I'm not sure if it'll keep recording. So I'm not going to read the email word for word. But the question was something like, at WCC, Wyoming Catholic College, there is a culture of, you know, we sing a lot of folk songs and Irish folk songs and stuff. More music. And the question was, do certain types of music... Um, particularly folk music have what are you sorry doing? <laughs> sorry particularly folk okay. music um do certain types of music particularly folk music have um i'm going to take the risk and see if cuz i don't remember exactly the question okay hopefully we're still recording we are how can you... Oh, it shows you yep. right there. Yep, it sure does. Um, where is it? Okay, so... Do you think that there is a value to folk music as opposed <clears throat> to other genres? And if Excuse so, me. what? So do you think there's a value to folk music as opposed to other genres? Now, the question... I know <laughs> it's not what you're thinking... What do you mean it's not what I I'm thinking? I know what thinking. you're thinking. What, like, okay, not, let, let like, me hear... What do you think I'm thinking? What do okay. you think? And well, then I'll say, say what I'm thinking. Let me just say what the question is not. Okay. The question is not... Um, are certain kinds of music objectively higher to listen to? Oh, that's not what I was saying. Oh, okay. That's well, I mean, what I, I was reminded thinking. of that, but that's not. that okay. wasn't like my main train of thought. Yeah, the point is, like, yeah. So is there a value to folk music as opposed... To other genres. My answer is the same. <laughs> okay, what? <laughs> no. Why? Because it's just, like... I think the culture of WCC has fostered, like, folk music to be popular. Just because the kinds of people that come here. I don't think it has any, like, special trait about it that made it more popular. Or, sorry. That... Say the question one more time for me. More value. Does it have more value than the other? Not all other necessarily, but other genres. Other genres or all other genres? Because they're two different answers. Um, the implication, like, I don't know what the implication of the question was. In the email, it did not say all other genres. It just said other genres. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm going with. Like, I don't think, I don't think... If there's a hierarchy of music, I don't think folk music is at the top. But I do think it has more value than some types of music. Well, I think that almost all types of music... I mean, it's a hierarchy, so this can't, like, be true. But there are specific genres of music that I think hold no place in the world. That's fair. They should just not exist. Like, if we could just, like, subtract a segment of time from time... <laughs> <laughs> and it was just the creation of that genre of music I think the world would be a better place hmm. but I don't think folk music has any like particular <laughs> um, has any particular 
value over other kinds of music. Hmm. I think it does. Like, in some things. Like, some... So, like, okay, so here's the thing. Um, okay, so I think not all folk music. Mm-hmm. Um, but... <clears throat> Folk music is, well, okay, I don't know. I was going to say folk music tends to be more authentic and heartfelt than other types of music. And that's definitely a value that, yeah, I would say that's a value to folk music that's higher than something like pop. Um, I do listen to some pop. Um, pop tends to be more superficial and I listen to pop, whereas new country also tends to be superficial, and I don't listen to new country, because folk slash country, so like, I think being authentic and heartfelt is intrinsic to what it is. So if you take the, so if you make it superficial, then you're not really left with anything at all. Whereas pop music is not supposed to be authentic; it's not really meant to be authentic. So while you can have an authentic a non-superficial pop song. If you have a pop song that's superficial, like, it doesn't leave a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, but I guess, I don't know, I just think this question is... Like, maybe obvious isn't the right word, but I absolutely think that some types of music have... more value over different kinds of music. But I don't necessarily think that one type of music is above all others. Okay. So I think there's a hierarchy, but I think there are, mm -hmm. like, the hierarchy peaks out at, like, a couple genres of music or something. Because I think that, like you were saying, um, folk music does have, like, it is more authentic, it is more heartfelt. Um... But also my favorite genres of music, I think, are equally as heartfelt. So I don't think the folk is, like, above them in that. Or has more value than them. Do we want to, like, go a little bit more in-depth? Like, if we, if we tackle the, like, highest form of music question... Um, no, okay, we don't really have an audience at this point, but anyone mm -hmm. who would listen to the podcast at this point will disagree with the conclusion that we are probably going to come to if we take it a step further. Yeah. Do we want to do that? I mean, we can. I think we should, now that I brought it up. Like, yeah, might, might as, well. as well. Let's go for it. Um, that was obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Jeez. Oh. <laughs> okay, so there is an argument which I will state as um, coherently as I can, and it goes something like this. Different kinds of music appeal to different parts of man. The highest faculty of man is his intellect, therefore music that appeals to his intellect is the highest form of music. 
music such as classical music, Gregorian chant, appeal to the intellect more than probably any other type of music, therefore Gregorian chant, classical music, etc. are the highest form of music. That is the argument, as syllogistically as I can make it. Thoughts? I think it's a good argument. I mean, I think it's a good argument, but I don't think classical music and Gregorian chant are the only kinds of music that appeal to the intellect. Mm-hmm. And I think that if there are other kinds of music that appeal to the intellect, like I was saying, like the, the hierarchy doesn't have like one thing at the top. It has like a group of musics at the top or a group of genres at the top. Mm-hmm. So, so something like pop, I don't think appeals to the intellect because it's just like the same. Yeah. It appeals to the lower passions. Yeah. It's the exact same format for the same 12 songs that have been said hundred times and that's not to say like I like you can't enjoy it I think you can enjoy it but it's just not you can't enjoy it in the same way that you can enjoy something at the top of the hierarchy mm-hmm. so and maybe to add one more um, part to the argument I think something that's probably also crucial to the argument is if you have even if you do have something that appeals to the intellect, like, okay, so Jeez. listening to classical music is kind of an acquired taste that'll appeal to your intellect more so than anything else. After a certain point, I think it can appeal to the passions a bit, but it's not really, like, it's not going to get you very far if you're looking for just, like, some appetitive pleasure. Whereas other types of music may also appeal to the intellect, but they also, but if they appeal to the lower passions as well, then I think the argument would say, well, that's a lower form of music because even though it's appealing to the intellect, it also appeals to the lower passions. I actually think that's better. Yeah, see, that's where I'm, that's what I think. Like if because, it can if it can appeal to all of them, how would yeah, that not be? Yeah, because man is supposed to be an integrated being. He's not supposed to be just an intellect. Like God is only intellect. Man was given his lower passions for a reason. So if you have music, if it just appeals to your lower passions, then that's not a very high form of music. But if it appeals to your lower passions in addition to the intellect and the intellectual appeal, like, because you're supposed to use your intellect and your will to order your passions. So if you're just, like, getting intellectual pleasure and, like, no reference point for your passions, then... Like, it's just separating you. And how are you supposed to practically apply the intellectual benefit of the, of the music to the rest of your life? If, like, if you have a song that appeals to your intellect and is automatically directing your passions towards their final end or goal, like, how is that not better than something that only appeals to the intellect? Well, I think that the argument would be... I don't agree with this, but this is what I think the argument would be against that. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure how I would deal with the argument. <laughs> um, I think the argument would be like, yeah, but your intellect is supposed to be above your passions because um, mm. you're supposed to be properly ordered. And so when you listen to a classical piece, it appeals to your intellect first. And then after you like acquire the taste or you know how to listen to classical music, that's when it starts to like give you 
know, satisfy like your lower um, faculties. And so I think that's what they would say is like you have to be able to uh, like have the acquired taste, be intellectual enough to like have it appeal intellectually and then also get to the point where it is properly ordered in the way that your intellect is appeal or is satisfied first and then your loyal faculties after that. Whereas I feel like they would say with something that does both, like what we, you and I are talking about, they would probably say that it that appeals to the lower faculties first and the intellect second, which would be disordered. Hmm. That's, it actually reminded me of another, so remember the line from Aquinas the other day, like, um, freedom from matter is the cause of intellect. Yes. I think also fitting into the argument against <clears throat> us would be, well, you're not really appealing to the intellect unless you're actually separating yourself from the passions first. So maybe, in one sense, it would be necessary to totally separate yourself from, well, man doesn't have a perfect intellect anyway, and the way we're designed is to yeah, come to well, know things thing. with our intellect through our senses. So, like, just the way we normally carry about, like, we're supposed to use our intellect to order our passions, but we can't really know anything in our intellect without experiencing physical things first. Yeah, and that's why, like, maybe not why. Um, I had a thought, and I just lost it. Physical things first, separation from yeah, matter. Yeah, it had something to do with that. I don't remember what it was. It has escaped me. Wait, oh, yeah, we weren't meant to be. I don't think this is quite it, but we. Sorry. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't um, meant to be purely intellect, or we would be purely intellect. Mm-hmm. So I think there was. I connected that somehow. Um, I don't remember where I was going with it exactly. Well, yeah, I think because we're made the way we are, I think it would I think that it would be bad for us to try to separate our intellect from the rest of us. I mean, that's part of the reason why death is so bad. Like it's the separation of our body and soul, which I don't think was ever really supposed to happen. Um yeah. And that's why eventually we'll get our bodies back is because there's that unity and integration that's supposed to happen Mm -hmm. and i think that oh i remember what my point was okay okay so we are composite beings Mm -hmm. and to me it would make sense that we also listen to things that you mentioned this earlier but i just like rethought it um we listen to things that are composite as well we don't listen to things only to be like intellectually pleasured we listen to them to be intellectually and then everything else as well and you said that earlier but I just had thought and I was like oh yeah because we are composite beings so I think I think classical music Gregorian chant especially Gregorian chant because that's also like kind of a type of prayer Mm -hmm. and if you are listening to it as a prayer then that's at least you're doing something higher than if you're just sitting there listening to music. Um, so those are definitely really far up there, but 
Um, definitely, it would be too far to say that other kinds of music are bad. Um, and I'm definitely in no way convinced that classical music is higher than... Here, give... A, you're the music person. Give some, like, examples of songs that you find appeal to your intellect as well as um, Okay, so... <clears throat> for example, I have not actually listened to this album a whole lot, but there's an album by Dream Theater called Octavarium. What they did is they went through and had all these crazy, insane, like, math equations, like, laid out in their music by the way they were playing their music. I'm not sure exactly how it works, but I know they released the album, and there was a bunch of, like, math, um, mathematicians going through and, like, looking through their music and figuring out all these math equations through their music. And they're progressive metal. I think that would appeal to the intellect, mm -hmm. if they're, like, doing math by writing music and performing music. Um, and I think a lot of people would be like, no, because it's progressive metal, like, it's not, it's not acceptable. It's like, yeah, but, like, they're doing something with the explicit purpose of working your intellect. Through music, though. That's a pretty good argument, I'd say. Um, I'm sure somebody who actually knows something about this would be able to, like, <laughs> destroy it, but... I mean, but... I know there are some very educated people and some people with a way bigger ethos than I have that would 100% disagree with us. Dr. Olsen. Um, yeah. Um, but I also know some... Like, I'm not going to say their ethos is as good as some of those people, but I do know that there are some very smart, educated people who don't think that classical music is, like, higher than rock music. Yeah. Um, and I know that's not much of an argument, but... Like, we're dumb for other reasons. We're not dumb for this particular thing. I don't think. I wouldn't think so. <laughs> um, um, dang it, I said um twice in a row. That's unfortunate. Hmm. That is copious Eloquence lack of speech. not in speech. <laughs> <laughs> Another example. Wait, mm -hmm. do you have an example? Um, I'm thinking of one. Okay. Another example, I think, would just be of... The bands that do something like people haven't... Oh, okay. For example, live music. A lot of the time, live people when they're performing live will change the song. And it bothers me so badly because people will be like... Yeah, when they forgot the words to their song and sang uh -huh. different words, and it's like, no, it's because it's live, and they're changing it up for your enjoyment. Um, I think something like that, when they change up the music, I'm not sure if I would directly say that that's intellectual pleasure, but it like kind of surprises you, and you're like, oh, wait, that's not how that's supposed to be. That's so cool, so exciting. And a lot of people actually really hate that, but I think that is like the best thing ever, when there's a studio version, or when there's a live version that's different than the studio version. It can definitely be a bit of a shock when you've listened to the song so many times and then you hear it live and something changes. So, um, yeah, sometimes it's really good and other times it might be a little off-putting, but... Classical music doesn't do that. Classical music doesn't get the change. If you have a piece that is written, like it can be played by different kinds of... 
or different um, arrangements mm-hmm. of instruments, uh, different groups of instruments, things like that. But it's always the same. It's always the same thing. And I feel like they're like, they kind of, once the piece is written, and you, like if you make a cover, you don't cover things. That's another, like, if you have a song, um, uh, give me a song that has been covered that we've listened to. Oh, Truly Madly Deeply. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the most intellectually appealing song. But covered and sounds like completely different. And like they take a song that somebody else has written and performed and then make it their own and make it different and cool and exciting and new. That's really awesome unless if it's Darius Rucker Wagon Wheel. And then it's not. <laughs> um, actually, there are some songs that shouldn't be covered. But that's beside the point. The fact that you can cover a song and have it sound different and have it be okay, I think is very exciting. In classical music, you just play the same piece in the same way. Yeah, I was I was just thinking about this last night because I was listening to um, Lightning Crashes oh, live. Yeah. Um, and I so good. like it's you sh- if you haven't heard it, you need to listen to it. It's a very very sad and moving song. Yes, it's um, about um, Ed Kwalzik's wife dying in childbirth. Yeah, it's just um, like and as I was listening to it, like an ambulance drove by with sirens going, and it like the pitch was. Like, I don't know if he did it on purpose, but the pitch of the song is, like, the sound of sirens, um, which appeals to the intellect, and it definitely yeah. was appealing to the my lower passions last night. Um, but anyway, so, I, you know, I watched it, like, I was watching it on YouTube, and then I watched another version that was live, and I didn't realize until after I clicked on it that it was someone covering it. And I just thought, like, it's too deep and personal. Like, I, that's not this yeah. kind of song that should be covered. Like, yep. it's this one man's expression of something that happened to him is very, very specific and deep and personal. And maybe, like, I think it would be okay if you really liked the song and wanted to learn it and, you know, you played it for yourself or maybe with, like, a group of friends or not. But to take take someone else's deep personal expression of something and then turn it around and go perform it at a concert or come out with your own album of it. I just don't think that's appropriate. Actually, perfect example of Ed Kwasik. <clears throat> so, Lightning Crashes is actually about his wife dying in childbirth and um, his daughter survives. Um, super awesome, super great story. If you listen to the progression of his albums, live, the band, their first album, because Ed Kwasik wrote all of their music and he's the lead singer, is just about how um, one of the lines in one of the songs is a man that was born 2,000 years ago means nothing at all to me today, talking about Jesus. And in the second album, he's just coping with his wife dying and passing away. And then if you listen to the progression of his albums, he like slowly is turning towards God until his solo career. Um, he has an album called The Fire and the Flood insanely spiritual album very very awesome and that's when he has turned back to god and has become christian um and before that when he's still with live he has a song uh well he has a song called heaven and in it he says i don't need anyone to tell me about heaven i just look at my daughters and i believe one of his daughters being the one that survived um the childbirth that is her mom died in 
Like, that just, like, if you can't just, like, I don't know, I think listening to all of the albums, like, in succession, well, maybe not all of them, because there's a lot, but listening to them in succession and just, like, hearing, like, the evolution of the character of this man, so cool. Mm. Like, you get to, like, see the dude's life just by listening to his music. Yeah, isn't it, while you were talking, the thought came to me, like, in terms of, like, the perfect form of music, wouldn't the perfect form of music for man be something more, like, you have someone who who has their passions properly ordered by their intellect and their will and from that using like their intellect their will and their passions they make this expression of some deep beautiful truth in the form of music so that other people listening to it can have the reverse so it enters in through their passions and it leads them to beauty and truth like in the intellect but it comes through the passions wouldn't like because it both comes oh, from the integration of a person and then leads to the integration of a person as long as you're properly disposed to receiving it. That seems like that would be the highest form of music. I mean, I would think so as well, but I feel like a lot of people would disagree because they think that the intellect should come first. See, but that's a very... That's a very Kantian thing. Like, Kant is like... Kant, like Kantian... Oh, as um, in... Yeah, like, so basically, I think, therefore I am, like, he starts with what yeah. we can know with just the intellect and moves out, yeah, and yeah. it leads to, like, the philosophy. Like, yeah. lots of subjectivity and stuff. Whereas, for, like, Aristotle and Aquinas, they're like, we come to knowledge of ourselves through our senses. Mm-hmm. So, the intellect is the most important, but that's not, the, that it is in no way the starting point. Our starting point is through our senses, through our passions, and that, like, that's how we're able to inform our intellect of things. And, like, yeah, you can't, you can't say the senses are more important, but they're, like, it's a prerequisite for knowing anything for men. Yeah. Um, two things. Mm-hmm. Well, three things. One... I think that's awesome. Two, that'd be really cool in your thesis. Mm. Get a lot of people. And get get a lot of disagreement. Yeah, but I mean, it'd be exciting. Oh yeah, I like, see. Senior I, oration, just I going want back to. And do, forth. I want to do one that's like kind of controversial, but I want to be like very, very solid on it. Yeah, I want um, to be right, <laughs> <laughs> or at least be able to be seen as right. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the second? Oh yeah. And something about lightning crashes, the opening guitar shifts from left to right, and if you listen to it, it almost like you're like shaking your head in your brain. Huh. Interesting. And I noticed that when I was probably like fourteen years old, and I thought it was the coolest thing. It was like, oh, like he's like looking down and like shaking his head while like crying. Like that's what I thought of. I just forgot that until... I forgot that until just now. Wow. I'll have to listen to it again. I don't know how accurate that is because I'm sure my listening ability has been modified in some way since then. But that's what I thought of. Because it just, like, shifts back and forth and you're kind of, like, just... Almost, like, looking inward at your brain, like, just watching the guitar, like, walk back and forth. Interesting. I'll have to... Or like he's uh, pacing. I I'll guess pacing. I think pacing would be more accurate, now that I think about it. 
Huh. It was, sounds like the guitar is like walking back and forth like on a stage or something. And if you imagine that, he's just like pacing outside of the room, like waiting. I think that would be more accurate. But it's still awesome that you can do that with music. Mm. I don't know. I doubt that was an intention. Maybe it was. It, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it definitely could have been. Oh, do you think that is anything? To, do you think that modifies something? Like the intention? Oh, I think so. Well... Well, I don't know. Only I think... if it goes in accord with, like, you can have good intentions and, like, it comes out just not being that good. No, I mean, in the way that if he actually did mean to make that as pacing, mm-hmm. do you think that would be more into, like, provoking if he meant it or if it was by accident and somebody found, like, came to that conclusion? Oh, I don't know. Like, hmm. Well, probably if he meant it, because if he meant it, then whoever discovers it is like still goes through the process of yeah. having to discover it okay um, I mean, like poets do that all the time so they're like mm-hmm. oh I really like how you did this it represents this and they're like sure dude <laughs> <laughs> go for it I just needed a rhyming word oh. I shouldn't say all the time like I know a bunch of poets I don't but I just Dr. Baxter has given like two examples where that has happened mm-hmm. so um I have to go to dinner Okay, so we're about at time anyway. Yeah, since we don't didn't come prepared with a wad, how about um, let's just make a couple formal announcements. First, welcome back us. Yay! Yeah. Um, second, I think I mentioned on your engagement at the beginning. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh yeah, so we're switching platforms to something that we don't have to actually be paying for and hopefully we'll solve a few other issues that we have as well i don't think we have limited storage or space anymore um we're still working out the kinks so you know we might be a little spotty with posting recordings we might disappear from the internet for a few days i don't know how it works when you're switching over but hopefully all of our old episodes will still be available um second we made the decision today to start a YouTube channel. Um, so we're going to be setting that up soon. And you will see short, stupid videos, most likely. It's just, you know... Of random things. Yeah. It's a lot easier to shoot, you know, a 10-second video than to find the time to sit down and do a 30-minute podcast, which we're still going to try to do every every week mm-hmm. um it might mm-hmm. sometimes be every other week but hopefully we can keep it at every week um but also you know there there will be youtube videos occasionally somewhat irregularly um and then yeah email us what you think about music or with your quads or wads um our email is bearfenceboys at gmail.com also thank you to the ruinous worm that Ended up um, being a thunderquad. Huge thing. Which I suspected would happen. I kind of did too. I, d- I mean, after I heard it, I realized it was related to music, and then I was like, oh. Yeah. That's one, like, we could talk about music for a really long, long time. time. So. All right. Well, welcome back to you, listeners. Um, and welcome to all the new listeners. Yeah. Um, all yeah. of you people flocking to hear this. Uh, Maggie emailed us um, 
four days ago. Oh. Um, she apparently just found out about the podcast. So, hello, Maggie. Hi, Maggie. Welcome aboard. Um, yeah, email us with any questions you have or suggestions or give us crisp high fives or food. Food is see us. always welcome, as are questions, but food probably a little more so. A little bit. But questions are free, so. All right. Bye. See ya.